This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. Listener's discretion is strongly advised. The plague was a cause of terror. Gruesome symptoms led to mass panic and widespread fear. What happened to people with the Black Plague? From oozing boils to decaying skin, gross symptoms of the Black Plague were a common sight in Europe during the 14th century. The disease occasionally crops up, even today. While not always fatal, bubonic plague symptoms can have lasting consequences for sufferers. Early plague signs include odd lumps and bumps, but also very common ailments. Many plague sufferers initially experience normal symptoms of a cold or flu, like fever and chills, only to have their health start deteriorating rapidly. But fear not, the plague doctor is in to see you now. Welcome to episode two of October Madness, The Curse of Black Death. <laughs> Let's take a look at the most intense symptoms suffered by victims of 14th century plague. The initial symptoms mimic those of a normal cold and flu. One of the scariest things about the Black Plague is that initial symptoms aren't really that different from the run-of-the-mill flu or cold. You may experience fever, shaking, general weakness, and increased sweating. Gangrene is an unpleasant side effect. Sufferers often end up with gangrene as a result of the virus, which is sometimes treated via drastic measures like amputation. Gangrene causes the skin to turn shades of blue, purple, green, red, or black. Swelling and blisters may also occur, and these emit a foul-smelling pus. Skin may also become cold and tender. One reason amputation is often necessary is that gangrene can lead to septic shock, an often fatal complication. Bumps and boils eventually start to ooze. After their initial appearance, the egg-sized lumps found on plague sufferers gets worse. The bumps and boils spread throughout the body. Over time, they begin to rupture and emit blood and pus. One complication will promptly shut down bodily functions. 
Disseminated intravascular coagulation is a medical condition sometimes caused by the plague. This is a serious and potentially fatal complication in which blood clots throughout the body and as a result, internal organs begin to shut down. This was a death sentence in the early days of the plague and is often still fatal today. However, the condition is sometimes successfully treated via a medically induced coma. Bumps the size of an egg present as the first symptom. If you've contracted the plague, have you? The first symptom is a little hard to miss. You develop what are called buboes, which generally develop a week after you're exposed to the virus. These are large bumps about the size of a chicken egg that are often found around the groin, armpit, or neck. Do you have them? In addition to being massive, they're sensitive. The bumps are also warm to the touch and tender. Sufferers engaged in self-flagellating religious rituals. When you're suffering intensely for unknown reasons, it's not uncommon to look to the skies for an answer. In the 14th century, some sufferers concluded the Black Death was a punishment brought on by an angry god for the impurities in their own souls. Their solution? Intense acts of self-flagellation. Sufferers, especially those in the upper class, would march from town to town. In front of a public audience, they would beat one another and themselves with heavy straps of leather covered in shards of metal. This ritual was repeated three times a day for a 33 and a half day period. As more and more people began participating, the Pope caught wind. Concerned the self-flagellants could usurp his power, he condemned the practice. It fizzled out shortly thereafter. Mutant bacteria was especially harmful. Plague bacteria spreads rapidly throughout the body, shutting down nearly every vital function. While complications like gangrene and dehydration often led to the end for sufferers, many people were more or less poisoned. This is due to Yersinia pestis, a mutant bacteria that causes the plague. This bacteria is particularly violent as it is unable to survive outside a host and can penetrate and hide in a host's cells. In order to survive, the bacteria multiplies quickly and disables a sufferer's immune system. Yersinia pestis bacteria then clot underneath the skin in hopes of being picked up by a passing flea. Even survivors have lasting side effects from the vomiting. Vomiting is par for the course for a wide variety of common illnesses, but this is no minor ailment when it's related to the plague. Depending on the duration of the infection, the consequences of months of acid reflux and vomiting can last for years. Take the case of Katie Simon, a woman who caught the plague on a backpacking trip she took shortly after college in the early 2000s. Her stomach was afflicted that she had to stick to a strict diet comprised of mostly bland foods free of gluten, dairy, alcohol, caffeine, and processed sweeteners. 
Her upper digestive system was completely inflamed, and she had ulcers covering her stomach and esophagus. Recovery took two and a half years. Sufferers bleed pretty much everywhere. In the disease's later stages, bleeding is common. Septicemic plague occurs when plague bacteria begin multiplying in a sufferer's body. They may bleed from the nose, mouth, rectum, or even under the skin. Extremities blacken as bacteria multiply. After an initial infection, bacteria begins to multiply in a sufferer's bloodstream. This can cause a number of side effects associated with more common illnesses such as fever, chills, and diarrhea. However, one symptom distinct to the Black Plague is a change in body color. Sufferers often experience the blackening of their fingers, toes, and nose. Overall skin color sometimes changes. Blackening of the extremities is a common side effect, but some sufferers experience complete change in skin color. Take the case of Paul Gaylord, an Oregon man who contracted the plague from his cat in 2012. After the initial fever, his skin began to turn gray throughout his body. This caused his wife to rush him to the hospital, where he luckily received life-saving treatment. I wanted to discuss with you, like I mentioned in episode one, the three different forms of plague. I will be uploading on Facebook and on Instagram, so follow us, make sure to follow us, Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. I will be uploading the CDC's posts regarding the different forms of plague, but right now I want to... Um, talk more about contemporary accounts of the plague. So let's begin with bubonic plague, the most common of the three. Symptoms of the disease include fever of 38 to 41 degrees or 100 and 106 Fahrenheit. It also includes headaches, painful aching joints, nausea and vomiting, and a general feeling of malaise. Left untreated of those that contract the bubonic plague, 80% die within eight days. Contemporary accounts of the pandemic are varied and often imprecise. The most commonly noted symptom was the appearance of buboes in the groin, neck, and armpits, which oozed pus and bled when opened. I'm going to read one of Boccaccio's accounts. So Boccaccio, Giovanni Boccaccio was an Italian writer, a poet, but he was also um, a chronicler. And we use a lot of the information he wrote about um, during the time of the plague in Florence. So this is one of his accounts. In men and women alike, it first betrayed itself by the emergence of certain tumors in the groin or armpits some of which grew as large as a common apple, others as an egg. From the two set parts of the body, this deadly gavoccioli, or bubos, soon began to propagate and spread itself in all directions indifferently, after which the form of the malady began to change, 
black spots or livid making their appearance in many cases on the arm or the thigh or elsewhere, now few and large, now minute and numerous. As the buboes had been and still was an infallible token of approaching death, such also were these spots on whomsoever they showed themselves. This was followed by acute fever and vomiting of blood. Most victims died two to seven days after initial infection. Freckle-like spots and rashes, which could have been caused by flea bites, were identified as another potential sign of plague. Now let's take a look at pneumonic plague. So Ludwig Heiligen, whose master the Cardinal Colonna died of plague in 1348, noted a distinct form of the disease, pneumonic plague, that infected the lungs and led to respiratory problems. Symptoms included fever, cough, and blood-tinged sputum. As the disease progresses, sputum becomes free-flowing and bright red. Pneumonic plague has a mortality rate of 90 to 95 percent. Septicemic plague. So septicemic plague is the least common of the three forms, with a mortality rate of 100 percent. So guess what, my friends? Death does come and visit you at this point. Symptoms are high fevers and purple skin patches, or purpura, due to disseminated intravascular coagulation. In cases of pneumonic and particularly septicemic plague, the progress of the disease is so rapid that there would often be no time for the development of the enlarged lymph nodes that were noted as buboes. My ghoulish love buckets. Plague is a serious illness. I mean, of course, I mean, plague is a serious illness. COVID is a serious illness. There are many serious illnesses out there. But we're talking about plague right now. So if you are experiencing symptoms, please seek immediate medical attention. Please seek immediate medical attention. Prompt treatment with the correct medication is critical to prevent complications or death. I will be putting up the different symptoms of bubonic, septicemic, and pneumonic plague because like I have mentioned, this article was more of the contemporary accounts, but I will list them um, on our social media. And you can also check them out on uh, cdc.gov, like their website. Um, but please, please, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, and there was actually outbreak of plague in California last year, um, so it's still very present. Not to like put the fear of God into you, because I know there's a lot of stuff going down right now, but plague is very present. It's not something of the past that has been eradicated. It still is around. All right, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I'm going to bring my voice down a bit. <coughs> I hope you enjoyed episode two of October Madness, Curse of Black Death. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to keep up to date. Tune in on Friday for more plague-related content. I'm Carissa Vickis, and this was Beauty Unlocked's October Madness Episodes. <laughs>